This episode of the OP Radio Podcast, sponsored by ScotchPorter.com. Use the promo code OP15 when it comes to beard, hair, and face care grooming products. Scotch Porter is the real deal, helping men with the grooming issues they face daily. ScotchPorter.com. Use the promo code OP15. OP Radio. I know that Dr. Ian Smith's a fan of the fact that I've changed. I don't think I've changed drastically. I think I just decided to uh, let more of my true self out there. He likes the journey I'm on. I hate when people say that. You know, my journey took me to... Oh, God. What journey? What are you discovering? Oh, my my weight loss journey. Oh, my, well, it's not a journey if you're trying not to shove stupid fries down your face. What kind of journey is that? Your journey is that you got to pick a dry salad over over a Whopper, and you're on a journey. Where are you going? Shut up with your stupid journey. Ah, uh, I mean, we all try to improve and we all try to work on things, but as soon as you're talking about it as being a journey, yuck. <laughs> to everybody i hope you have your uh, your coffee uh man the weather's changing quickly out here that's fucking boop 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 thank you for that Dwayne. i appreciate it uh michael rathburn and jason har and dan skaleski and vincent of course and brandon hullinger and sarah what's up sarah how are you man I was debating duct taping today, but decided, you know what? Don't be a whip. I was going to say pussy, but you're not allowed to say that anymore, I guess. I think you're still allowed to say wimp. What words are you allowed to say? I think you're allowed to say wimp. I don't think you're allowed to say pussy. You certainly aren't allowed to say the C word, the N word, the F word, the R word, the what other words. I think pretty much every alphabet uh, letter has a word now that we're not allowed to say, so... What's up, Wayne Boo Atkins and Darren Byrne? Having a morning beer for Carl? Is that what you're doing? Uh, Steve Mason, right on. What are you drinking, Steve, this early in the morning? I was never able to do the uh, wake up and start drinking unless unless I was very hungover. I never, uh, you're doing the Budweiser, the king of beers. Good for you, man. That's crazy. I, I can't do that. I can't wake up and just uh, and, and grab a beer, even on vacation. How's the puppy? Good, you know? chewing everything he's chewing the shit out of my my old shoes that carl um uh, hated and man if carl was still around he certainly would get a kick out of the fact that my new dog is just destroying the the shoes that carl hated my merrells my old merrells but you know you give you give uh the dog one shoe then the dog thinks that shoes are in play so now the rest of my family is not happy with me because all their shoes are getting chewed chewed upon uh not the Merrill's Tom Bellison <laughs> in a strange way my old Merrill's are famous because of Carl because he used to beat the shit out of uh those shoes and his friend Gina from that famous episode where uh, Carl thought he was 
he was texting uh, Fader Knives to come by and hang out with us, and it turned out he was texting this girl from from the past, and uh, he went downstairs thinking it was going to be Fader, and uh, it was Gina. And then we said, ah, fuck it, you might as well do the podcast with us. That was the beauty of uh, doing the podcast with Carl. Anything went. We just went with the flow. And uh, and then she came in, and then she fucking crushed it. And she, she made fun of my old man shoes. Well, those famous old man shoes are getting eaten alive by my doggy. So what what is this about? Are you guys going to end up uh, going out now? Well, that, that was the plan, but... I'm not going out, going out. But she doesn't have gonna, the knives. Are wear his letterman jacket? No, are you? <laughs> <laughs> He's 75-year-old fossil. What, what I was going to say, are you guys going to go out... She called you a fossil. <laughs> are you going to go out, uh, get a bite to eat, and then... Fuck! Oh, my God, she's wearing, like, at. orthopedic shoes. <laughs> 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 That's Jean. Look at Opie. Orthopedic shoes. They're not. Come and knock on our doors. (laughs) And you pound the pavement. You need a good fucking hiking shoe. Good morning. Done in your voice to Howard. Jeffrey Phillip. Very good. Uh... I hear uh, Howard for like the 20th time is playing that old gag like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to stay. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to stay. I think it's time for me to go. I don't know. And then he gets all his fans on on the edge of their seats. Look, trust me, back in the day, I certainly was guilty of doing that, but never to the extent of Howard. I don't know. I think uh, this could be it, you know? Uh." Howard Stern is going to die in his seat. That guy will never leave. Because then how would he feed his fucking ego? His family passed him by. His wife is just whatever. Uh, He doesn't have any fucking hobbies. All he knows how to do is this dumb radio thing. Oh, I don't know. I think it might be time. He said that, God, I don't know, 10 fucking years ago. I think this is it, Robin. Well, you know, you got I know, Robin. Oh, well, Howard, you know, we had a good run. I know, but I, I think it really might be it this time. Oh, shut up. Fucking narcissist. Ah, Michael McHale. He saw Rogan's deal on Spotify. That's the holdup. Well, um, I hate to uh, bust anyone's bubble out there, especially the Howard Stern fans, but Joe Rogan is way bigger than Howard Stern these days, way bigger. And if I know Howard, it's driving him fucking insane. Rogan is way more important than uh, Howard Stern these days. And that is a fact, Jack. Amy Schumer thanked Howard in the credits at the end of her three-part miniseries about being pregnant. Ew! Where can I see that? A three-part miniseries about being pregnant? Ew! You know how many women have a tough time when they're pregnant and they don't get a miniseries? Oh my God, how much attention do you need? How bad was the Amy Schumer miniseries on her being fucking pregnant? Is it as bad as the Drew Barrymore show? I don't know if anything's uh, worse than the Drew Barrymore show. If you want to get a nice laugh, 
DBR that uh, Drew Barrymore show. It looks like an SNL skit. I cannot believe it's on. Uh, it's on uh, on TV. Yeah, three fucking parts. <laughs> and then she thanks Howard. What does Howard have to do with anything? I hate these brown nosers. They're all over Twitter. It's disgusting. There's no reason to thank Howard on your on your mini series on being pregnant. Ugh, God, have some dignity. But you see it all the time, this brown nosing. Oh my God! When it when it came out that uh, you know that Rogan um, wants wants to have a what a debate on his uh, on his show with the Biden and the Trump. And then uh, Trump retweeted that, which gave uh, Rogan a, a massive jump. Not that he needs it. Thus, then, why he's way bigger than Howard. Howard's not in the conversation. Howard's not in the conversation in general. But then you had all these comics on Twitter, like, just brown-nosing Rogan about it. I'm like, oh, my God, have some dignity. It's the word of the morning, dignity. Don't you want to be Rogan? Why would you la- lap his ass like that? You don't have to be a dick toward the guy, but don't lap his ass. You try to be Rogan. That's what this is all about. It's one of the things me and Anthony did uh, coming up. Everybody was lapping Howard's ass. Lap, 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 lap. And we're like, fuck that. We want to be Howard. I'm not going to fucking lap Howard's ass. I got dignity. Uh, Being a celebrity and pregnant doesn't make you special. Absolutely, Rachel. I know tons of women that had a tough time with their pregnancies. Tons. They got a pat on the back. That was it. And maybe maybe some roses. That was it. Good job, honey. Pat, pat. They didn't get a call from HBO. We want to make it into a, a mini-series about your struggle? <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> You're a comedian. Just be a fucking comic. I guarantee, though, which is the saddest part of this whole rant, that the Amy Schumer miniseries on her being fat, bloated, and pregnant probably did amazing numbers. So guess what? What the fuck do I know? Amy got her start on your show. Yes, uh, pretty much. Uh, No one was really booking Amy Schumer uh, back in the day. She came on board through Jimmy. She was opening up for Jim Norton. And then she started getting famous, 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 famous. And then she started blowing us off, coming on our show way less, way less, way less. And then all of a sudden, she started going on Howard's show and thanking Howard for fucking everything. That's the horseshit these assholes play all the fucking time. (sighs) I like that rant. That was fun. Cabal guy, I'm paying attention to you, brother. You come up with some doozies, man. I got to go back. Cabal guy uh, just commented, Amy opened up for taxi drivers. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even I don't even feel like explaining that. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> uh, Joe's topics are interesting, but I just don't think he moves show quick enough. Just not... My taste, I guess. Uh, Rogan, um, the key to Rogan's success, I stopped listening to Rogan years ago for that for that very reason. I think his episodes are way fucking too long, and it's hard to dedicate that much time uh, to one guy. But once again, I'm in the wrong because he's got a massive fucking following. 
Um, but the thing Rogan did very, very uh, well, he found all these uh, very interesting people that no one was talking to in all walks of life. And that's what made him stand out and, and uh, be special. Because what happens in this dumb radio game and podcasting, uh, you get forced upon you a lot of celebrities. Sirius XM, that's their, that's their business model. And there were so many celebrities that would fucking go through those doors of the Opie and Anthony show, and they were so guarded by publicists and everything else that you just weren't getting good radio from them. And, you know, uh, for the one person that really opened up and gave you great radio and, and gave you some viral clips that went all, all, all over the place, excuse me, then you had nine celebrities that were just a bore fucking fest. Look at the uh, Drew Barrymore show. An amazing uh, actress, an amazing person, but she fucking doesn't know how to do this shit. Um, and Rogan's like, you know, he wasn't going to get those huge guests at first when he started his podcast and he wanted to talk to people. So he started inviting a lot of people uh, into that studio of his uh, with all sorts of uh, similar interests and whatnot. And uh, those people were more than willing to give you some really good radio because no one else was calling them to be on more mainstream type shows. And that's why Rogan just popped really, really smart on his uh, part. Becky has a yawn. What's going on? What, what do we got here with the yawn? I know you're not yawning at me. You're yawning at some person. Ah, eh, whatever. Don't matter, I guess. What's up, Carol? Yeah, she knows. She was in the biz, or she might still be. She's a bit mysterious at times. Carol's down there in Louisiana. She's the one that had that hurricane hit her right in the goddamn taint, and the place is still a a mess. She writes, uh, celebrities aren't interesting. Authors and experts usually are. That is the key to Rogan's success. Yeah, that's pretty much what I was saying. We're pretty much on the same page uh, with that. Uh, I was yawning at Don McLean, LOL. His interview was awful. He was so boring. Oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) You know, I got in trouble for that. Like, that was the beginning of the end, I think, for me. Because I pissed off um, a booker. I I pissed off publicists. But Don McLean came in, you know, uh, bye-bye, Miss America. American Pie, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Fucking whatever. Uh, American Pie. And he comes in. And he was such a fucking stiff. I had Pete Davidson in there, and Pete was nudging me and encouraging me. And so we just kind of went all in to make it interesting. Because in the end, like, if I got Don McLean on, you know, it comes to a point you can't behave anymore because your ass is on the line. Because you got to make sure your ratings are up. You got to make sure the people are still listening to you and tuning in every day. And if you got Don McLean giving you nothing, you're suffering in that seat knowing people are changing the dial and going somewhere else. And so at that point, that's when I always kicked in and said, fuck that, man. I don't want to lose any listeners right now. So that's when I that's when I went into, quote, destroyer mode and said, well, I'll make something of this. And, uh, you know, we took some shots at Don McLean. It wasn't even that bad, but I got a talking to after the after the show. Somebody was very, very mad at me, very mad. And, and he was so mad, and he was friendly with me at uh, SiriusXM. He still went to the big boss to bitch about me. And I'm like, oh, my God. I go, what was I supposed to do with that? And it wasn't even that bad. Say, Well, you got a lot of fans out there. Let me say hi to Joe in Jersey. Uh, Joe, we got Don McClain in studio. What's going on, buddy? Hey, what's going on, guys? I got a quick question. Maybe I don't want to embarrass anybody here, but... It was when we were kids. I'm a lot older now. My 
my older sister, it was the summer of 76. We were going upstate New York to nice. go see the fireworks. And my sister swore that he, you know, Don was up there. He drove a Fiat convertible, if I remember correctly. And she said that she blew him. And that was the big story. I'm just wondering. <laughs> I don't want to be a jerk, but for years my sister swears about this. There's another part of the story. I don't want to embarrass the guy, but I want to see if he really drove a Fiat convertible. If that was the real guy, or it was just some jerk off. You never know. I forgot all that. You forgot all about yeah. that. Well, how did well, you it says on the phone did... that America, uh, American Pie is a family staple at my house. So I don't know how it got to this point no, there, uh, Don McClay. I don't think I remember that. Yeah, you don't remember this story. No, I don't. Uh, you don't I remember to... getting your dick sucked in a Fiat. <laughs> 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 I want to know how that guy had a sister brought it up to the brother. How do you get yeah. your dick sucked in a Fiat? Yeah. It must be so uncomfortable. That's a very You good have question. to remember that. <laughs> There's no way you don't remember because that. Because it's a Fiat. There's she no way you didn't open your, open your show with, got my dick sucked in a Fiat. <laughs> Here's American Pie. And they were small cars, the Fiats, right? They were little... I think that's a song that uh, needs to be written, Tom. Got Klein. my dick sucked in <laughs> well, a Fiat. Guys, very excited to welcome a brand new sponsor to the OP Radio podcast. I'm talking about scotchporter.com. Use the promo code OP15 at checkout. When it comes to beard, hair, and face care grooming products, Scotch Porter is the real deal, helping men with the grooming issues they face daily. Uh, it's a small company out of Jersey, and I'm very excited to have them on board. I was talking to the owner, and uh, she's very, very excited, and she has a lot of passion for what she's doing. Go to their website. Check out their products for yourself, scotchporter.com. They got stuff for your beard, your face, your hair. They got some really nice accessories. They have a journal, kind of a lifestyle journal about working out and all sorts of other things that we're dealing with during this coronavirus time. And they also have a how-to section, how to make your beard look nice and your hair look nice and what to do with your face. Scotchporter.com. Use the promo code OP15 at checkout. Itchiness, dryness, shedding when it comes to your beard and hair blemishes, bacteria, and clogged pores when it comes to your face. You don't have to deal with that with scotchporter.com, promo code OP15. Like, seriously, who doesn't want a soft, thick-growing beard? Scotch Porter's non-toxic, better-for-you products include ingredients such as kale protein, white willow bark, biotin, and pomegranate enzymes to cleanse, condition, moisturize, and promote growth. So if you're in the market for products to get your fall routine at the swing for a limited time, take $15 off your order of $40 or more. Visit scotchporter.com and check out their products for yourself. And at checkout, use the promo code OP15. Once again, visit scotchporter.com, promo code OP15 at checkout. And welcome aboard to scotchporter.com. Good morning from Savannah, Georgia, uh, Milt, what's up, Milt Miranda? I think I did the Savannah, Georgia, for a quick um, a quick night when I was driving all the way down to. Um, well, I ended up all the way in Key West, but I decided when I got fired in uh, 2002 for the Sex with Sam, I really had nothing to uh, hang around New York for. No job, no kids, no wife, no house, two stupid cats, and in a relationship that was uh, officially going bad. 
So I jumped in my car and I said, I'm leaving. And I decided to drive all the way down. I was supposed to go just to um, Orlando to see my sister, and I certainly did that. And after staying with her for a couple of weeks, it was very obvious I needed to move on. Because <laughs> I can't just be a bum. Because you realize people had jobs and, and their lives, you know? Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'll tell you what the secret texts were. I, I'm, I, I have to wait, though, for a little bit. Anyway, then I, I was in Orlando. And then I, I went to, uh, this is a little foggy now, I'm not going to lie to you. But then my friend who worked for the Islanders, he was down there for the the All-Star game. Uh, I think 2002, 2003, it was in a Florida city. I want to say it was in Tampa, maybe? So then I went over to Tampa for uh, the NHL All-Star game, and we got VIP passes, and it was awesome. And and him and his uh, newlywed had this giant suite because of the NHL and the Islanders, and he said, you could stay with uh, you could stay with us. And then I'm thinking, oh my God, is my friend trying to get funny with me? <laughs> That's going to be the theme this morning. But uh, thank God that did not happen, because that would have been very, very strange and weird. Uh, so I, I stayed with them. I don't know why I stayed with them. I had money. Oh, I know why, because it was a last-minute thing, and they literally had no hotels. Because of the NHL All-Star game. Yeah, because now I'm thinking, why the fuck would I stay with them when I didn't want to get uh, funny with those two? So uh, they had a huge suite, and I, I stayed in the living room with a pull-out couch with a gorgeous view, and it was amazing. And I stayed down there for two or three days. And uh, I got to hang out with Billy Smith. He was down there with Clark Gillies, and we were laughing and drinking because I, I knew them as a, as a teenager when they were members of the Huntington Crescent Club. So they actually knew me by, by, by seeing me. And uh, they, they were like, holy shit, you're down here? And we had a few lofts. It was really cool. And then, um, and then what happened? And then I'm like, okay, now I'm in Tampa. You know, I've never seen uh, Miami, so I went down to South Beach. Uh, oh, this is all because of Savannah, Georgia. I forgot. Oh, I skipped over the Savannah, Georgia part. What an idiot I am. So I guess on the way to see my sister, just to throw that in, I went to Savannah, Georgia, I think, for like a, for a night. I don't really remember much about it. I remember it kind of being really, really nice. And I was thinking, man, if you're a writer, this is the place to be. So then anyway, I went from Tampa to uh, Miami. I wanted to check out Miami and South Beach. And I stayed down there for a couple days. And then I realized... Oh, my God, you're too ugly for South Beach. Like in New York, I thought, you know, I did okay. Uh, I don't want to put a number on it, but uh, I would say, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to say I'm above average uh, in the New York New York City area, especially when I was younger. Uh, but then I went down to South Beach and realized I was way below average for that area. Oh, my God, I looked like a freak of nature compared to what was walking around South Beach. That didn't make me feel good. And then I got the idea, like, you know what? I'm going all the way down to Key West. And uh, I drove down there, found a hotel, and I camped out down there. I don't know how long, maybe three or four days. And uh, I found a really nice hotel, and I was reading a lot of books back then. I realized quickly that Key West doesn't really have uh, great beaches. They don't really have great uh, biking. Uh, so I'm like, what the fuck? So I, I, I picked a hotel with a really nice pool. I remember Main Street was kind of cool, very festive. 
Uh, the cruise ships would come in. Um, I, I liked it to a point, I guess. But then uh, I'm at this really nice, uh, fancy hotel reading my books, and I'm letting my hair grow at this point because I don't have a job. And I'm, and I'm, uh, oh, that was the trip that some crack lady, meth head, thought I was Brad Pitt. Shit, I might have to back up for that. I know you're laughing, trust me. But did you hear the part where I said a, a, a crackhead, a, a lady on meth? She saw me. All right, all right, where am I going now? All right, let me finish up with the, let me finish up with the Key West, and then I'll move back to the the meth lady. Okay, I, we'll we'll get this all done. So uh, I'm at this really nice hotel in Key West. I'm letting my hair grow. I'm growing a beard because I don't have anyone to report to whatsoever. So I'm like, fuck it. And back then I liked uh, drinking wine. So I'm uh, around the pool drinking wine, reading my books, looking sort of like uh, a drifter. And it was a really nice hotel. And they tried to throw me out of there because they didn't believe that I actually uh, was staying there. They wanted to see my key and my license and all that. And then I raised holy hell at the pool. And they're like, oh, my God, sir, calm down, calm down, come with me. I'm like, I ain't coming down. Just had a massive attitude around the pool because I couldn't believe they, they didn't think I belonged there. You know, looking back, they probably had a point because everyone else was well quaffed around the pool. And here's this uh, guy with long hair, a uh, scruffy beard, drinking a lot of wine and reading dumb books. I think back then I was reading political books. I would read a political book, right, by someone that was from the right, let's say. I'm trying to remember everybody who I read back then. And then I'm just spewing what I read in the book, you know, uh, a mere couple hours later, like, like this was info I've had my entire life. And then there'd be a book uh, from someone on the left, a Democrat, let's say. And then I would do the exact same thing. And I'm like, God, you don't have any political views, do you? <laughs> you're just spewing what you're reading in a dumb book, which we all do to this day, by the way, with our Facebook pages. So, anyway, I um, let's go backwards. So then I'm in South Beach looking ugly because there's just supermodels left and right down there. And uh, I'm like, all right, I'm done with this South Beach and Miami thing. And I want to I wanna drive to Key West. And I hear the ride from uh, Miami to Key West is just stunning, really nice. And you go over that bridge that's in the water, the ocean for, I don't know, how long. Somebody down there helped me out with the geography, like a 10-mile bridge or something. And uh, I'm driving. I, I went a little too late and it was dark. And I was thinking to myself, I'm a little tired and I actually want to see this view as I'm driving. I don't, I don't want to do it at night. <clears throat> so I found a really, really great sushi joint. One of the best sushi joints ever outside Miami on the way to Key West. And then I found a, a, a little who gives a fuck hotel. So I go into the lobby for the night. I'm, I'm going to crash. Seven Mile Bridge. Thank you, Justin uh, Draven. Pick something from the prize closet, all right? And then... Um, I walk in the lobby and I'm, I'm I'm checking in and this lady bad out of hell just a slob no offense to her but I don't think she really gave a shit and she was all sorts of fucked up now I, I want to try to remember correctly but she definitely had a black eye I think she was missing teeth looked like she hasn't showered in a long fucking time and she's just loud and boisterous as hell as she's uh, you know comes through the lobby she takes one look at me in front of everyone goes oh my god it's Brad <laughs> not gonna lie to you after the south beach miami experience where i felt like 
you know, I I, I, I was uh, uh, below average. Now having this lady think I'm Brad Pitt, even though she was on meth, uh, I, I felt pretty good about myself. So I have to ask her what the hell's up with her. And she goes to me that uh, her boyfriend just beat the living shit out of her. And she needed a place to stay for the night. And she didn't care that she got the shit beat out of her. It was so fucked up, man. I loved it. And then, uh, yeah, then we made it to the, we, it was just me. I, and then I made it to uh, Key West and uh, I didn't, I was, I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't blown away by the Key West. And then I went to the place where you could see Cuba or something and they, it's so dramatic at this point, right where you're standing, this is the closest uh, you could get to Cuba or something like that. And then I was talking to some locals and like, oh, please, we go to Cuba for the for for uh, lunch. We just take our boats across. You know, for the most part, no one gives a fuck. But that was that. That's a long way to go just because that guy from Savannah, Georgia said hi to me. And that's the story of how the Hopester got some strange Rachel. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought about it. I definitely thought about it. I had I had no one to uh, to report to. I did think about it. Uh, but no, that did not happen. I'm here to say. I was like, eh. I'm squinting to see if I could like put her face back together in my mind. <laughs> oh, God. And Carl would have done it. Yes, he would have, Scott, in a second. In a second. And he would have bragged about it. But I did my trips. I did a bunch of trips. Went up to the Montreal Comedy Festival. I lived in L.A. at my agent's uh, house uh, for way too long. Oh, my God. And his wife at the, uh, and his wife at the time. I say it that way because my agent's no longer with us. Uh, I think it's been uh, about three years. But um, I lived in their house when he, he had his third kid, like a newborn. And I wasn't reading the signs. Like, he was just being nice because he, he knew I, I needed a little help. Because I was kind of just wandering, trying to figure out what was next. So I stayed in L.A. with uh, with him and his uh, three kids. One of them being a newborn. And his wife is just awesome. But I should have read the signs like, ah, maybe... Maybe uh, maybe you should not be here during this time, this very intimate, special time for his family. What car survived all this road tripping? Well, the funny thing is um, I parked my... I'm trying to remember what I drove at the time. Um, I, I think I was like in the Blazer world. S10 Blazer, I think? Or was I... Uh, no, I might have been... I, I think I was at uh, Grand Cherry. Whatever. No one gives a fuck. Too much detail. Uh, it might have been a Grand Cherokee, but I remember I parked it in in long-term parking at um, Newark Airport. You could you could go long-term parking, then you got to take a bus all the way to the actual airport. It's kind of stupid, but you're in this just no man's land, uh, huge parking lot. And that's when I flew out to LA. And uh, I remember I finally came home like two, three months later. And my car was under a block of ice. <laughs> Holy shit. That was a bad winter that I was able to, like, skip out of. That January was terrible. And I came back to my car. I'm like, oh, it's going to take forever to get the car out of this spot. 
but I just blasted the heat and just hung out and let the heat do most of the work as far as the windows go. But I was doing rent, uh, rentals all over the fucking place. Oh, and I, and I took my agent's car from L.A. to San Francisco. I'm sure you appreciated that at the time. I'm like, hey, you got a car? Because he was a car guy. He collected cars. I'm like, you got a car? So then I guess he gave me his family car, and then I think he had to drive one of his really nice cars that he only, like, uh, starts up twice a year to make sure everything is still running smoothly. I think I forced him to have to drive one of those for for the time I was gone. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, you're a fucking mess. Yes, I'm talking to myself. This is psychobabble. Keska say, yeah, it might be. Bob Lord. Yes, Sheila. Good old uh, Bob Eatman. Uh, I miss him. I miss him a lot. I got to reach out to his wife. See how she's doing. I think that's it. I've been uh, avoiding the Trump shit. And you realize uh, when you avoid the Trump shit, that means like not going and checking out the cable news, not checking your Facebook uh, feed, not really going on Twitter as much. You realize the world is not bad. I feel like I feel like I could breathe. It's been a couple days uh, without really following the Trump shit. It's amazing that the entire world is just focused on one human being. Whether you support him or uh, completely against him, it's such a waste of fucking time, man. Unbelievable. Ugh, dat. All right. Ugh, dat. I avoid it, but all my coworkers won't shut up. There, there you go, Wayne Buakins. The uh, Todd with the question mark. Entire world. Well, maybe that was dramatic, but yeah, a lot of the world focuses on um, on America and Trump. Yeah, maybe the saying the entire world was kind of dumb. Trump 2020. Brian Parnas says, "There you go." Oh, then Biden, fucking. If they if they were making the tenth weekend at Bernie's movie, Joe Biden would be perfect for that role. Did you see the video? And please search this out. And a lot of people don't think I take shots at Biden, and I certainly do. Um, I think there's an explanation, but I'm but honestly, I, I'm not here to defend him. But he, <laughs> you see the video where he walks off the plane and he's waving to nobody, and uh, that black woman is commenting, "Who's he waving at?" And then she scrapes. He thinks he's Trump. Dude, me and my wife, we we rolled that video ten times in a row. And every time we rolled it, it was funnier and funnier. I feel like he might have been waving to the, the fire truck. There's like a yellow truck. I think it, it's some kind of fire truck in, in the background. But honestly, uh, I don't know. If you want to listen to a funny... this Look at this guy. This is how obsessed people are. So he, he goes, if you want to listen to funny radio show... Tune into XM 103 Sirius 206 for the Jim and, Shan, uh, Jim and Sam show. Oh, boy. The obsession is in- incredible. Dude, no, one, no one's talking about Jim and Sam, to be totally honest with you. Jim and Sam, ugh, there you go. It, see, it doesn't really, it's funny because it doesn't work. Because then, like, a whole bunch of you just go, ugh. I mean, you guys, uh, you guys decided, you know what? I'd rather uh, check out Opie's Facebook Live from the ocean with shitty equipment, sun glare, wind, rain, him duct taping his phone to the window, than listen to those guys. That's how bad they are. Wait till I actually try to get uh, real equipment. 
Uh, yeah, backstab uh, radio. They absolutely fucking backstabbed me. All right, let's not do this, though, because that's what they want. But it's really stupid. See, now Jim and Sam are just getting beat up on this uh, live stream. Good. Fuck those guys. Will you go to city to vote? Vincent, I don't vote. Especially because living in New York, uh, Trump has already lost New York. You know that, right? New York is one of those states where it's he doesn't even have a chance at. That's just how it works. But then people say, and, and, and fair enough, they say that, uh, you know, you should vote in, in the local shit. But I don't know enough about the local people. Maybe I'll vote. Maybe I'll, like, brush up on some of these people and, and do some voting. I need to vote, Steve says. I know. It's probably pretty embarrassing to say that I don't vote, but I just, I just don't believe. I don't believe. I would love, I would love in my life, I'll finish with this. I would love to wake up one day and see one of these politicians and go, holy fuck do I like this guy. And I know people do that with Trump. And I know some, not as much, the passion isn't as, as high with Biden. And, and people do that with Biden. I would love that in my life where I wake up and go, God, I love this fucking politician, man. He's young. He's got some bright ideas. He's different. I kind of like the Yang guy. I forgot his, uh, uh, I don't like him that much because I forgot his first name already. I'm hoping in my life that I finally have a politician that I wake up to one day and go, God, this is the guy. I like this guy. I want to support this fucking guy. And I could honestly say my entire life I've, I've never had that aha moment with, uh, with politics. So that's where I'm at if you need to know. All right. Andrew Yang, thank you. Thank you, Jonathan Fa. Go to the prize closet, pick whatever you want, okay? I think we still got the yes box set there, if you want it. I think John Anderson uh, signed it back in the day. All right, peeps. Ew, I just said peeps. I'm, I'm getting out of here. Boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-